0: And welcome back to a fresh episode of the Business Growth Show. I'm delighted to be joined by Gabrielle and Kelly today. They're, they're the founders over at Bennu Creative. They help businesses discover who they are to develop a brand that's authentic to them, creating loyalty and trust with their audience and with their people. Gabrielle and Kelly, a really warm welcome. The first ever Doubles Partners Show. How are you doing? <laughs> hey, Sam. Okay. Nice to be here.
1: Yeah, thank you.
2: Yeah, thanks so much.
0: Pleased to have you, and it's it's a fresh topic for this show. We're going to be talking all about how marketing without a brand is, is costing businesses, and you yes. might not even know it. Um, but I want to jump straight in. What what would you say is the difference for people that are tuning in and thinking branding, marketing, meh, all the same kind of thing? What What's the real difference between the two?
2: That's a fantastic question, and this is a very common um, mm-hmm. misunderstanding. Um, so what I would say is that, actually, to put it simply, Marketing is not your message, branding is your message. So branding is the identity, it's the, the messaging that you put forward. Marketing is just the catalyst or the vehicle that gets it out there.
1: Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's really all about, branding is all about reputation. So you can also think about it as the difference of this is that marketing you know, might get people to notice you and get you um those audience and those people but branding is what's actually going to keep them there actually convert that sale because it's not going to do any good if they come to you they find you and they don't really like what they see
2: right branding is the relationship yeah yeah
0: okay so let's dive into that a bit deeper so i I really like that definition straight away so branding is kind of the identity the reputation marketing is what drives people there but that brand is all about what what keeps people there so I guess there's there's a whole way, uh, multitude of ways that brand could be perceived, whether that's like your logo, your website, your yeah, marketing yeah. materials. I mean, in your eyes, what actually defines a brand? Because um, I know when it comes into my mind, it maybe thinks kind of logo, the text fonts, the colors. Um, yeah, but I'm yeah. sure there's a lot to it. Than, there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, again, that's a really great question. And um, so
2: common people think, oh yeah, branding is just a logo. They generally, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Nike and it comes to their mind, the swoosh, everything like that. Branding is not a logo. Um, the simplest way to put it is branding is your reputation. And so mm. um the things that go into a brand would be things like your messaging, um, how you interact with Customers and clients, how you interact with your team—it's—it's um, it's really the core identity. The a really great way to look at it is if you look at a brand as a person, yeah. and you were to ask yourself, well, if I were to describe my brand, like let's say your brand was at a party, you took it to a party with you, and you go to you know you go to the punch bowl, and somebody says, hey, who'd you come in with? How would you describe that person? You know, would they be friendly and um, open? Um, good. A good example of this is let's take uh, two companies that sell the same product but have a different approach. Okay, mm-hmm. so Geico is kind of the guy that you'd have a beer with, right? You know, he's funny, he's jovial. you know, he's just like, there's something about Geico that you feel, okay, there's a certain level of comfort, there's a certain way that he announces himself. And then State Farm, you know, is that kind of friendly neighbor. That's the person you might want to watch your kids. He may not be the person you're going to go out for a beer with, but he definitely is somebody that you trust to go over if you run out of sugar and you're like, I need a cup of sugar. Can I borrow some? Like all (laughs) states got you. Right. So it's, so the brand is all about how we perceive
1: that brand as an individual. Yeah. And just to add in there, you know, it's interesting that You know, clients, customers see your brand from the outside in, Mm -hmm. but when you're building a brand, you actually need to start from the inside out. So we like to break it up. If you think of it as a person, as core character and composition, right? Who as a person informs how you dress, how you might act, um, and that's how people might see you and perceive you. It's similar with branding, right? So you want to make sure that when you get to the point of creating those brand assets, like a logo and your color scheme and all that stuff, that it matches um, the experience and the reputation that you're trying to portray your message out there as
0: absolutely really like those examples um especially especially the pub one although it's making me a bit depressed because the pubs have been shut for about a year in the uk so know, right. get in and have, have that pint with my friends but <laughs> i don't don't want to dwell on that too much but with that we can note, a virtual that, pint together at some point i think that's what <laughs> do. i'm up for it I'm, I'm definitely up for that but Sounds with, good. with that note so if a, if a company is thinking about building their brand, you mentioned that you can kind of compare it to a person, people being in the pub, interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. Should we be thinking about what we personally like or what we personally want to get out of the brand or do we need to put our customers first? Or what is this probably could be a whole episode in itself, but what yeah, should be the yeah. thought process when we're doing that? Perhaps you can give us a quick snapshot of what we need to be thinking about when we're kind of putting together the foundation of our brand.
2: Absolutely. Um, and, you know, with new businesses that have a clean slate, a lot of times they approach this and they don't really know what their target audience yeah. is yet. So it's it's very difficult for them to to perceive this. And, and, and even clients that are customers that have had businesses for 20 years, they get caught up in this, we've got to chase a trend or we've got to move with whatever culture is doing. And so the way that we generally approach it is, um, to answer your question a little bit more specifically, is it's really about focusing in on what do the individuals that are forming that that business that brand what do they value and what are the values they want to express and the reason why we start there is because you know the i don't know why this became such a popular adage but you know that old expression um opposites attract i actually don't think that's true i think likes attract likes and so mm. um we tend to uh, actually pair with people or to resonate with people that share our common values. So if you find what you value and you express those values, this does two things for your brand. One, it also, it gives you a metric to be able to when you're hiring or when you're bringing on people on your team, you can find that cohesion because when you're bringing somebody on, you're saying this is what the brand values. The people that are coming to the organization, not only do they feel a sense of purpose because they know where they stand and you've, you've actually expressed what, ultimately the goals of that brand and what you're trying to accomplish. But when everyone comes together and they begin to craft that message and put that message out there, they generally naturally attract the type of people that are going to see that product or service and are going to find value in it. And so generally the way people do it is opposite. They they, they look at a trend or they look at um, they look at what's going on and they say, We've got to jump on that. But values, right. the next thing about them, they're foundational, they're pillars. And so when the winds and the waves of culture come crashing through and rocking us back and forth, we are able to stand firm in those because we believe that behaviors stem from beliefs. So if you can figure out what you believe, you'll know how to behave and not just like behavioral stuff, but like what decisions to make. Because values, at short of it, are not the needle on the not the compass itself, they're the needle on that compass. You know, they're the magnetic pull that moves uh-huh. that needle that shows you like this is where to go. This is my true north.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like this is quite a lot deeper than just because we're going into things like company values. We're going into mm-hmm. things like how how companies make decisions, right? Um, how our own employees or our staff or as, as well as our visitors and potential customers, how they see us as a company. So it sounds like there's a lot of thought process behind this. Absolutely. Um, so it's yeah, it's really kind of making me think in terms of putting that together. It, it sounds like there's quite a, a detailed process rather than what I initially thought. Yeah. In, in terms of actually making sure it's it's clear to people um on what your brand wants to how how your brand can help people, and at the same time, it's clear to your own if you've got a team of what that actually means. So there's there's a heck of a lot to it.
2: Yeah. Than 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 most
0: people would would really think it sounds like, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. So I mean, in terms of in terms of marketing. So I want to get into kind of if we're marketing our brand, um, and we haven't got perhaps we haven't gone through this process that we've just discussed. How how can that cost us? How can that that really affect us?
2: Yeah. Um. Again, great question. When it comes to marketing without that message, what you what happens is that you tend to you confuse people because you're not really sure of what you are. You know, I we use this thing called the blind date like test, you know, or the blind date method where, you know, cause I think everyone has known that person in their life or has had that friend that really didn't have a secure sense of themselves and then puts themselves on the market. And then they see that person change with every single, you know, and then they get in these bad relationships. Well, businesses are very similar in terms of marketing without a message when you're not secure, you're, you're not going to have security in who you are because you don't, you don't know. And it's, it's not, it's not an insecurity necessarily. It's just a confusion, right? They, I don't know who I am. And so as they go to communicate and to interact with clients and their team, they find that every one of those interactions is like a new blind date. And if you don't know who you are, you try to change yourself or shift your message to fit that person. And the problem is then you'll have multiple messages. You look like you have multiple personality disorder. And so, mm. You may, ha- you may get this person and alienate this person and then all of a sudden you become this people pleaser that tries to please everyone and pleases no one because once you please this person but you're not pleasing this person, you change to please this person. You may no longer please this person and you've alienated them and then all of a sudden you just look like you don't actually care you don't actually have any real quality or value that you're proposing to them that you're just trying to get a sale and that's where we get these people where we get these ideas which i really think is wrong and it's sad of um you know sales being kind of like that used car salesman like it's really grindy and you know it's really not a good thing when in reality if we're actually consistent with our values and we know we're trying to offer value to people that's the best thing you can sell because you're selling a solution and you're selling a relationship. And that is like, there's nothing bad about that. There's nothing used car salesman about that.
1: You know? Yeah. sure. And And what can often happen too is that, businesses kind of feel like they're running on a treadmill right Mm -hmm. you're spinning your wheels you're not actually getting anywhere and that often is when they don't really know their brand what their ultimate goal are because they're just trying to do all these different things that happens a lot in design projects right you're trying to do a social media post you're trying to get an ad out there and either you're making it yourself you're saying okay where do i even start let's just try this and see if it sticks or you're trying to your design team and you're just like go for it and of course generally when you don't give them any direction they come back and it's like oh I don't that wasn't really what I was thinking right so it, it costs a lot and time and money as well
2: oh yes yeah. yes not having clear direction means more time trying to get it right and that's expensive yeah
0: always <laughs> are there, yeah are there are any examples just so listeners and both myself could could think of that are there any you don't necessarily have to name names but any any kind of stories you've got of how perhaps companies or businesses perhaps you've not worked with that you've seen that haven't had a clear definition of their brand and they've perhaps marketed or driven loads of people to it. And as a result, it's cost them either time or money or various issues.
2: Yeah, actually, yeah, we do. We actually worked with two clients simultaneously and one of them like really got this and it was just um, a wonderful experience for them. And they they saw the value and it, it immediately you know their brand their team all got unified and then simultaneously working with this other client and it was very difficult for them to grasp the the value piece um yeah which is ironic because when we came into it they were very certain you know they would say oh we're really good at this we're really good at this we're really good at this and we're like okay well let's dig down and they they struggled um okay. and to a point where you know they, they never saw the, the first client saw an immediate boost in time and efficiency, because now all of a sudden we're spending less time trying to get our team on the same page. We're spending mm-hmm. less time trying to figure out like our social strategy and what our website is trying to do and what these design elements are trying to do. And their message was a lot more clarified. So, I mean, they, and this, the the one that got really good success had the far more complicated message to not lock down because they did so many different things and it was a very complicated um process that they did and we simplified that we together they were really great about that and that worked really well the other one had a much more simple you know process but it stayed complicated because they were locked in on their the old ways of doing things and really, didn't they? They had a hard time seeking it. And and to be to be fair, you know, we call it a discovery. Um, we call branding a discovery. And we've often seen that people actually come away with discovering personal things about themselves. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. It's a soul search, and it is not easy to look inside always through this darkness and through these these elements that we often neglect because there are some. Because what's happening is you're looking in at. What are the flaws? Where are where are the things that we need to improve? And if you don't have the right type of guide to bring you through that, it can be really scary. So what we try to do when we come in is help to guide them through that. They're the hero of their story. We're just trying to guide them through that so they can, you know, essentially we call transition, you know, transition and, and, and rebirth. You know, that's what B-New is all about. That's what the Phoenix is all about. It's about renewal and rebirth and becoming something new. Um, and it's really hard to... Kind of die to the old way and live in a new way
1: yeah. yeah another common scenario is actually when businesses need to go through a rebrand mm-hmm. um, sometimes yeah. this can just happen over a span of time it's been 10 years you know their stuff is outdated sometimes it happens when leadership changes right someone new comes in wants yeah. to kind of stir the pot a bit um, and there was another business that we worked with um, where they were wanting to go through that rebrand um, and they had hired several different teams we were hired for a certain project Um, but they kept changing their mind throughout the project and went over through a year, um, they were wanting to do a lot of different things and they ended up, you know, spending money with us, spending money with a lot of other, uh, marketing teams and then never using any of it because yeah. they hadn't actually solidified who they were as a brand which is a um,
2: huge waste of money yeah. and
1: I, then we yeah. had another uh, local business in town they had to rebrand because of a trademark issue actually and so that's just not doing your homework right in the first place and um yeah it's costly because you have to redo signage venues you know all these different things so it's yeah. a couple scenarios too. yeah
0: you mentioned some interesting points so I'm, I'm a big fan of donald miller and the book mm-hmm. building a story brand Yes. Um, so I, I, I heard the reference where you said you need to make your your customer the hero. And obviously you're the guide. Um, so on that note, I mean, uh, quite a lot of the time I, I pinch some of the stuff he, he mentions in that great book. And if you've not read Building Story, I'm very, very good book. So when I'm talking to potential customers, clients about what their websites, um, I know you mentioned the, the treadmill reference earlier. So I, I often say you want to you want to make people burn as little calories as possible to yep. do business with you. So it sounds like it's similar with the brand, but likewise, when I'm talking about the website, it needs to quickly explain kind of what you do, how you can help them, the problem yeah. or, or problem you solve, or how you improve their business and how they can get in touch with you. So it's easy as possible for them to understand if you can help them and how to do business with you, basically. Yeah. Um, and it sounds a little bit similar to the branding side of things in terms of not making people really confused and just yeah. making it nice and clear. Yeah, absolutely. The
2: um, you know, we get sometimes people that are like, I want to rank better and we don't really handle like the specifically like, SEO keyword kind of stuff. But what we always tell people is that, you know, if you are able to clearly um, define what you do then you're going to automatically lower your bounce rates. And so mm-hmm. if anybody watching doesn't know what a bounce rate, it just means did somebody come to your site, did they actually perform an action before leaving? Um, whether well, that's looking at a different page or clicking a button or what have you? Did they create an action? And in user experience, in my opinion, there's two things that really contribute to that user experience and content creation, because you're 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 making sure that they have the easiest time. Um yep. You know, and then also you're actually educating them and you're giving them the tools to communicate with you through your content. And so with with user experience is one we really focus on. Um, the way I like to say it is if you've ever gone up to a, um, a door and you go to the handle and it looks like it's a pull door, but it's actually a push door. Mm, yeah. It's frustrating, <laughs> right? Well, we do this to our clients all the time. Yeah. We get them stuck at the door. And it's like if you need to put a sign on there that says push, you failed. It's poor design. You know what you need to do. And and sometimes we just need to, if we, while we're fixing the door, sometimes we just need to like stand outside and open the door for them. Right. We need to go that extra mile until we can fix that door until we can do that. We need to be able to. And that's that's costly. Right. Because you either have to hire, you have to take time out of your but we need to do that until you can fix the door. You need to go the extra mile and stand outside and actually open it and be the gentleman and say, like, mm-hmm. welcome into my digital you know, brick and mortar or welcome to my actual physical brick and mortar when it's not 2020 and 2021. Right. But that's the reality is that because it's reputation, because it's relational it's yep. all about how do i guide them through this process um and that's why graphics and things like that makes any images make such a huge difference because it, it you know a picture is really worth a thousand words you know and the less text that we can use or the more simply we can say albert einstein once said that if you can't define it clearly then you don't understand it if you can't say it simply you don't get it you don't know what you do so that's what we really want to work with is is helping businesses and and having helping them to understand Define it in as few words as possible. Lead them in those through that process with as few steps. Make them be able to make a purchase in as few steps as possible. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm all for it. I think it's it's really, really important, especially as our attention spans drop. And if, we, if yeah. we're on the go, if we're on our mobile and we're, we're viewing whether that's a brand, whether that's something digital, ideally, you need to get that message across so fast. Business Growth Show is sponsored by Vidyard. Tommy was tired of cold calling and emailing his prospects and getting little to no response. He signed up for a free Vidyard account, allowing him to send personalized video emails and messages to his leads and contacts and saw results almost immediately. People loved the personalized approach and the fact he took the time to send a custom video explaining his offer and his solution. And as a result, he stood out from his competitors, filled his calendar with quality appointments and smashed his sales targets. Sign up for your free Vidyard account today at vidyard.com forward slash BGS. That's vidyard.com forward slash BGS. The show is also sponsored by Web Choice. Are you tired of hunting for clients? You could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending money on marketing, but your website is failing to convert your hard earned visitors into a consistent flow of leads and sales. Want to learn more about WebChoice's unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you? Book a free digital marketing assessment today at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. are there any tips that you could provide us on how businesses are perhaps thinking that their brand's not quite cutting the mustard after hearing a, a little bit so far in terms of really clarifying their message? So in the past, for example, with 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 our company, we used to use all these these slogans in terms like, we're award-winning, we're the best mm-hmm. in class, like we're the best ever at this. We've done so many awards. We've done this, we've done X, we've done Y, we've done Z. When in, in reality, we know that, clients don't really care about that they want to know that we can help them out um so how can we make sure that we're perhaps not putting thousands of ideas in front of people at once but we're really getting crisp we're getting clear on exactly what we can do and how we can offer is that something that needs to be in our brand or is that something that comes later on the stage or what do we need to consider when when clarifying our message yeah that's a great question um I
2: would say that it's really we call it the empathetic marketing strategy. It's really it's getting down to what's the actual real problem. Um, You know, oftentimes what happens with uh, people is that, you know, when you're asked, what do you do? You know, we always perceive that to just be like, okay, well, I'm going to tell you, like, I do graphic design and web design, and, you know, <laughs> but that's not what they're asking. They're asking, what can you do for me? And so mm-hmm. if you can focus in on that one question and everything that you do in your marketing answers the question, what can you do for them? And so that spans to a lot of different things. One is, is. Um, I'll I'll give a, a concept and try to give it as simply as possible. There's a there's a difference between an atomistic approach and an emergence approach. So what we tend to think of with an atomistic approach is that's that's not the way to go, which is that two people, two like two atoms, they collide and they create one response. But the truth is is that I'll put it in perspective of teams and 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 our customers, the way that you interact with your team, like we were talking about earlier, will affect if they know their purpose then they're going to go out into the cultural sphere and emerge this emergence up and outward and actually talk about your brand and how they much they love it if you're have a good customer interaction what happens it's not just between the two of you right they go and tell their friends and it creates this whole so there's an internal culture into the company that creates a brand culture and then there's a culture between the two people that between you and interacting with your customer and yep. those create a culture and those cultures continue and that's why we call it a company culture and so okay. you can't look at it like i'm just interacting with my client or my my team member and just that's the only thing i need to focus on it's it's realizing that if you can identify the problem and if you can give both your team and your um and your client's purpose then then you win. And how you do that in a simplest form, because we talk about atomics and emergence and that's all way heady stuff. The simplest way to do that is just focus in always on your values. That's the gravitational pull to that needle on your compass that helps you make the decisions. You ask yourself, is this the right decision for my company? Does it align with my values? And does it align with the problems that my customers are trying to tell me that they're solving? You will automatically create an emerging um, company culture that will be praised by your, by out from outside and from within. And they're both, they're, they're these little highways. Right. And you're going to build something that's going to last and endure. We call it endurance, you know, because we're wanting to build brands that endure the test of time, not just have to settle with, I need to follow a trend because that's the outside culture. And we have this atomistic thinking, like, I'm just going to go in and approach that we're creating our own. Right. And we're creating one that, that is an ecosystem for people that really want to come and and live in that brand and 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 deal with that brand and build those relationships because it's relational. At the end of the day, it's all about those long-standing relationships and values at the core of that.
0: This is a lot deeper than I thought, um, but trying to put this into practice. So, if we're mm-hmm. if we're talking to our team, if we're talking to our clients, if we're talking to potential customers, should we have? like a one or two liner that we memorize that is our exact offering or our exact message. So instead of saying, like you said, um, let's say we're CRM software. I don't know why I said CRM, but I tend to do that in podcasts for some reason. Like we provide finance CRM that gives you all your data in one entry. Like you can export all your your contacts in one CSV file. You can get everything um, off your email reports. And XYZ, instead of listing all these features, should we have one clear strap line? where that defines the exact customer we work with the problem we solve and the outcome we provide. Is that along the right lines or? Yeah,
2: absolutely. It's 100% along the right lines. Now you can adapt that. Um, so what we recommend is having, um, and actually it does come from story brand, We've adapted it a little bit going back to that um, empathy, empathetic marketing approach, you know, identifying that problem. And then what is the solution and what does life look like after that, after they've chosen you, how has that improved? Um, and that really helps for them to get a, a picture, you know, um, you can promote your business in one line or, or two lines. You know, you don't need a 30 second elevator pitch because again, like Albert Einstein said, if you don't understand it simply, you or if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it. So one line is a great way. And that can be, sometimes we write and speak differently and you can also adapt it to, um, at the core of it, it's the same, right? But you may have an interaction with somebody, and as that conversation goes, you learn things about them where you're able to adapt it. But the core mm-hmm. of it is the same. So you have a foundational piece, and then as you interact, whether it's online and they can come to your website and they can immediately see that and connect with it, they see that strategy there and they they're able to resonate with it. But at the same time, if you're out networking, you know we may say it's slightly different to you than we might say it to Bob down the street because Bob down the street his problem has a slight different nuance, or maybe he just resonates in a
1: different way. Yeah. And the key with it too, is you actually think big picture, Mm -hmm. uh, especially when you get into that reward. Uh, And it's something that should be, you should be able to memorize because um, you know, you don't, don't want to be able to just like read it off a note card, right? right. You want to be able to just kind of spin it off the top of your head. Um, and like everyone was saying, yeah, it can be used in all sorts of places online, your website, socials, sales, whatever. Um, but it's also something that your employees might use, right? When they're mm-hmm. asking what do you do for work. Um, yeah. And they can say, oh, well, this is what we do. Um, and it's something that your employees can use and they be, ultimately become part of Salesforce, even if they're not necessarily on the sales team.
0: Yeah, 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 such a good point. I mean, it's amazing how sometimes you'll ask people what they do and they kind of stumble mm-hmm. or they err uh, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, not really sure, don't know if you'll understand or they come up with a, with a massive list or they start talking yeah. jargon. But like you say, if you can have this clear message that really hones in on the problem you solve, how you make people's life better, um, all that good stuff and just one clear one one or two liner, then it's probably is going to pique curiosity, right? So if people mm-hmm.
1: think, Starts oh, the yeah, family,
0: yeah. And the chances are that they they might even say, look, oh, my, my friend actually needs help with that or mm-hmm. the company I'm working with needs that because it's so crisp. It's so clear and to the point. Um, yeah,
1: That's actually a networking tip as well, is that you don't want to, if you're meeting someone and, you know, you want to connect with them after, you don't want to just say, oh, you know, let me know if I can do anything for you. Right. <laughs> um, they're never going to think of you, right? Um, and so you want to be associated with something. And so that one-liner is also a great way to be like, oh, this person can help with this. And so it's another great way to stick in people's minds.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just like the, any, you know, the hook of a book, you know, you're you're not only identifying with them, but you're also, you know, piquing their interest in what you do. And, you know, if I say it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, you know, whether you've read it or not, you know what book I'm talking about, you know, it's, that's a brand, right? That's almost like, We've identified that, but we've branded that book. If I say in a hole of the Hobbit, you know, like you immediately know what book I'm talking about. Now, if we say our one-liner, you know, the hope is that they would go, I know exactly that business. And I, I want to hopefully you're if you craft it right, they want to keep reading, so to speak. They want to keep interacting. Um, and it goes back to to that to that blind date analogy, you know, um, Kelly, like Kelly's talking about, you know, saying, can we do anything for you is is too broad. You know, and it, it isn't clear. One of, the, one of the things, advice that I got when I was dating this sweet woman <laughs> was that, you know, make a clear, you know, don't say, can we get together sometime? You know, are you available Friday night at six? You know, and we do this, you know, like if we're more clear, if we're more clear with our intentions, Right um, in our interactions with our clients, they feel more comfortable. It, 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 there's a difference between being pushy, obviously, you know, if she said, no, I'm not. And I said, how about Saturday? And she said, no, I'm not. And I said, how about Sunday? And she said, no, I'm not. I should get the point, right. I wouldn't <laughs> be married because she's telling me, I don't want what you're selling. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want none of this, You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if we're saying, Hey, you know, th- one liner, this is what, you know, our, How does that sound to you? Can I put something on the calendar with you at Friday at six? You know, Um, hopefully you wouldn't say Friday at six. Hopefully they're having dinner, but, you know, Friday at noon, you know. Sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Or I'm not sure. And then that gives you the opportunity to say, you know, what's your what's the biggest concern you have right now? you know, and how is there a way I can address that, you know, don't be afraid of it. And if that concern is is still withheld, you kind of know, okay, maybe I should back off. But if they're able, if you're building that relationship, and you're being empathetic, and you're opening, you're open to what they have to say, they may say, well, you know, it's the price, or I'm not really sure I understand how this is, this is going to help. And then you can say, well, that's great. Um, well, let's talk about, let's address that together. And if you can address it, they're either going to feel way more comfortable and actually be more sold, or they're still just going to be apprehensive and you're going to know it's not the right fit. And that's okay because you want to attract the right people, not try to force people. Like if I forced Kelly to love me that's why we talk about business like a marriage right if I forced her to love me that's not love you know Uh, you know it's it's offering value and then reciprocating that service you know serving her and that by serving her she feels confident she feels loved she feels comfortable and she knows that I'm for her you know and we need to do the same with our customers we need to do the same with our clients it's it's an act of love and in some ways you know We really need to care about them as people, as individuals, and want more than just a transactional, monetary, you know, exchange, but actually want what's actually best for them, just like in in a marriage, you know.
0: (laughs) Great comparison. Really like it. And um, there's certainly a lot of value I need to give back to my fiance as I sadly forgot to get a gift on uh, Valentine's Day and I still don't think she's forgiven me. So uh, (laughs) try try to earn that that, um, love back. Slow, day by day slowly slowly but you mentioned a really good point there and um that was making sure your messaging is clear your branding is clear um making sure giving giving people the option to do business for you so one final question in terms of our brand how can we position our brand so we're not attracting anyone and everyone which could be a huge waste of our time if we're constantly dealing with inquiries that aren't a good fit, that aren't customers that perhaps have the budget to work with us, or just generally aren't a good match for our business. How do we make sure our branding appeals to our ideal clients? So the people we do want to reel in and, and the ideal customers for our business?
2: Yeah, that's a great, great
0: question. Um, I would say
2: that it comes back down to that value piece, you know, behavior stem from beliefs. Um, You know, if you really, really know what you as an organization believe, and everyone in that organization knows how they fit into that, um, I think you naturally attract the right people. Because as you message and you say this is, you know, you're expressing value, not just, you know, values of what you believe, people that identify with that are going to go, that's great. Um, I think there's a second piece to this, though, which is always be more of a listener um ask don't be afraid to ask questions and then that sh- I mean that should be part of the value you know we learn so much more um when we listen you know and uh you know what's interesting about that is if you ask more questions than you ask or than you speak you become the most interesting person in the room and you actually say less but that's because people feel that you're really care about them, you know, so I'd say care, you know, values and care about
1: your people. Listen. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people are afraid to actually have an ideal client and knowing Mm -hmm. who they are and actually focusing their messaging around them. Mm -hmm. Um, It's realistically, you're not going to appeal to everyone, but it also doesn't mean that when you set out to have an ideal, you know, client customer that other people won't trickle in either, you know, you will have a broader net Um, so it's also being aware of who your ideal customer actually is sometimes that takes research sometimes that just takes experience you know yeah Um, and so yeah that's a little bit about it too.
2: yeah i would just add the one last thought on that is just that and i I like this quote and is you know the difference between wanting a brand and a successful brand is reflected in the difference between wanting a marriage and a successful marriage you know it really takes that that give and take Um, you know, we, as businesses, as brands really get caught up with the the panic and the fear of the bottom line. And, and it's very real, you know, we, we do know that there's a really real fear that especially now, I mean, there's so many businesses that are struggling and for sure thing, but fear cannot be the, if you don't have values that you have identified, fear will automatically become it. And you will always act, behavior stem from beliefs, you will always act out of a place of fear. And fear will drive your business decisions. And they will drive you to places that are not healthy for your family, for your community, for your business, for your team, for your customers. Fear should never be the value at the core. It should always be something else that says, I know that I serve something bigger. And if I can hold on to that identified piece, then I know the direction I'll take even when things get hard. I don't have to save for pay. I know that I can really stay true to this and make the decisions that are right for my team, for my brand, and for my people. And that's what builds that loyalty and trust.
0: What a way to end it. Gabrielle and Kelly Shields, thank you very much for joining me. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks once again for the first ever partnership episode. Um, (laughs) With that all said, please do tell us more about how people can learn about your business, how they can get in touch, and how they can connect with you. Absolutely. Well, Sam, first, I want to say that it was an absolute
2: pleasure. And we are so grateful that you allowed us to be on this. Um, as far as finding us, you know, they can definitely find us on our LinkedIn, on our YouTube. And also just visit our website, Um, um We offer workshops and things like that for people. So if, if they're interested, or they can message us at hello at BeNewCreative.com. Am I missing anything?
1: That's it. That? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: awesome stuff we'll put all of those links over at the show episode notes which will be available at businessgrowth.marketing and with that i want to thank you once again really enjoyed the show guys thank you thank you thank you cheers and if you enjoyed business growth show be sure to hit subscribe wherever the heck you get your podcast from we interview two business leaders each and every week to provide actionable tips across marketing sales all the focus to help you grow your business and with that we'll catch you on the next episode